they flit and bounce and pounce and freeze in place like little statues. And they are the most entertaining comics to watch. You may have guessed by now that I am talking about squirrels. They are as light on their feet as a practiced high wire walker. They can run as fast as Superman can fly. And if you blink, they just might disappear before your very eyes. At the very least, they are mood lifters and smile givers and joy bringers. It seems that everybody has a story to tell about their run-ins with a squirrel because they can be the life of the party, so to speak. And after all, what's not to like about these funny little fur babies? We have decided to dedicate this episode to a few of the stories that have come our way in the life and times of squirrels, squirrels, squirrels. I'm Anna Vanover, and this is Rise for Wildlife. Most of us don't even think about how intelligent squirrels really are. They are true problem solvers. They will always figure out how to get into the containers of nuts or seeds that we humans leave out, thinking it would be impossible for them to open. Hollywood has certainly recognized the brilliance of these little critters. Really, you might ask? Well, what about Rocket J. Squirrel, better known as Rocky from Rocky and Bullwinkle? Or that diminutive genius, Secret Squirrel? Or Tico from Dora the Explorer? He is bilingual. Smart? Cute? Yes. Of course, the real idea here is that squirrels are fun. Take Todd, for example. Oh, he's not a squirrel. But he loves them. He's found ways to enjoy them from a distance in his own backyard. Or what about Jennifer? She's not a squirrel either, but she did rescue one, and her story is quite interesting. Two different people, two very different squirrel stories. This is Todd. So when they come visit, we put the corn cob out, and it was a really too easy for them. They would just annihilate the corn in one afternoon. So we started uh, hanging it on a uh, piece of twine and we would uh, get to watch them swing back and forth like a pendulum or a trapeze. And it was really fun to just sit out there and watch them do acrobatic tricks uh, on this swinging corn swing. While Todd was relaxing in his backyard watching the Swinging Squirrel Show, Jennifer was about to experience a very different event. One day I'm, I'm driving in this um, kind of a commercial area that goes right along like the Santa Ana Riverbed, and I see a squirrel, which you know, was not uncommon, and it, it kind of runs out into the street, and it, I thought it got hit by a car, but it turns out the car just kind of like clipped it, and it, it ran back over to the, like the parking area, the sidewalk. And I slowed down in my work truck because I'm, you know, I love squirrels so why not and I see that it's just kind of like sitting there and it's it looks frozen like paralyzed almost and I get out and I 
walks back to it and uh, he's he's lying there on the ground. He's not dead or hurt. I mean, it does, he doesn't appear to be hurt. While Jennifer was assessing the situation she was in, Todd was continuing to make the Squirrel Olympics more challenging for the little gymnasts that were hanging from the dried corn cob. Eventually, we just tried to make it a little more challenging for him, and we would raise the corn up higher and higher, and the squirrels didn't seem to mind, and they seemed to really like jumping two or three feet up in the air and grabbing onto this moving target. Then they just grab on with their toes and hang down with their tail going straight up in the air, and they'll just do a sit-up and grab a kernel and then hang with their toes and swing back and forth and just munch on these kernels of dried corn. Todd is amused by his squirrely visitors, and who wouldn't be? Jennifer, on the other hand, discovers that the little squirrel she is helping isn't really so little. He's so gigantic when I get up close. He's, um, he didn't look like little brown squirrels that I see now, like around my backyard and stuff. He was gray, and he was um, really, really much bigger than, <laughs> than I thought. Just a quick aside here. What Jennifer may have found is what is commonly known as the western gray squirrel or the California gray squirrel. They are the largest native tree squirrel in the western coastal United States. They can be as heavy as 2 pounds and 17 to 20 inches tall. Now, back to Jennifer. He didn't really move, and you know, I, I couldn't see any blood. He didn't look like he was injured, so I thought, well, I can't just leave him on the side of the street like this. So I go back to my work truck, and... I have like a cardboard box. I put some gloves on and I go over and I pick him up and he weighs a ton. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what I thought. He would be like a, a plush toy or something. And he was really, really heavy. And so I put him in the box and I think, well, I have to do something. If I can't leave him somewhere, I have to take him to someone. We'll join back up with Jennifer in just a little bit. Right now, here's Todd and his final thoughts about his squirrel visitors. It makes a little bit of a mess, and then uh, a bunch of birds will come into our yard and clean up the pulverized corn kernels that they don't finish, and it really lets you welcome in a bit of uh, nature into your yard. And It's also kind of fun to, and relaxing to watch, and otherwise I don't think they would come by as frequently, and that would be a real shame because it's really nice to have them out there. And that's the, the story. The corn just gets a little higher and higher, and... They're at about three or four feet sometimes now, and they, they do these tremendous jumps when, they, when they're done eating, and they do backflips, and you can rate their performances and have a lot of fun with these little guys in the backyard. So we have about two to three that come by, and who knows, maybe they'll have babies sometime and bring their, their babies along and teach them how to do it. What those of us, like Todd, who enjoy watching squirrel antics might not know is that a squirrel's hind legs are double-jointed. This gives them the ability to run up and down trees very quickly. They have four toes on their front feet, which are extremely sharp and used for gripping tree bark when climbing. But enough about how fun it is to watch little squirrels scamper about our yards. Let's get back to Jennifer and the situation that has led her to call her boss. I remember I called my boss and I said, 
you know, I found this squirrel and I kind of like go over the scenario with him. And he was like, okay, so here I go with the squirrel. So Jennifer is now driving the freeway on her way to the Wetlands and Wildlife Care Center with what is probably a semi-conscious California gray squirrel in a cardboard box on the seat beside her. Once again, here's Jennifer. It's like middle of the day, traffic's not bad, so, you know, I'm going like a pretty good clip. And suddenly, the squirrel has come out of his kind of like stoic, paralyzed state, and he is in full squirrel mode. And the box starts like thumping around, so I'm totally freaking out. Now I'm like, I'm like the squirrel. My eyes are completely like fixed open and <laughs> my heart's racing and I'm, I'm panting practically and I'm holding the top of the box shut. I mean, I have it like, you know, that weird like crisscross pattern you do to keep the lid closed. And he's so big and so powerful that like, I really think he's going to tear through it. Luckily, I, I make it off the freeway. I get to the place and I I jump out of my car, lock the doors, and I go inside to the wildlife rehab. And so they uh, they get a couple uh, volunteers, and they come out, and they they get the box, and uh, they take him inside, and um, uh, that was it. Jennifer, was there any follow up with the squirrel? The rehabers called me a couple days later and said that you know he was fine. He probably just got stunned. Uh, they're pretty good with like their car radar, evidently, and maybe he um, they think maybe he just got like part of the mud flap or something that he was not actually hit by the car. So uh, that was it. We'll be right back. Baby season is here and Rise for Wildlife could use your support. Right now, rescuers all over are scrambling to find enough formula, food, and other essential items to take care of all the rescued animals that are coming their way. You can help by donating to Rise for Wildlife. As a 501c3 nonprofit, you can be sure that your donation is going to help licensed rescuers get the essentials they need. Not only that, your donation is fully tax deductible. Listen to the end of this episode of Rise for Wildlife for information about where you can send your donation to help a licensed rescuer in need. are fascinating little creatures. They are always fun to observe and even to leave them an occasional tasty tidbit. Of course, in most cases, it's better to let them find their own natural food sources. There is likely a sufficient food supply in areas where squirrels are found. A better way to encourage and enjoy wildlife where you live is by planting suitable trees, gardens (laughs) that you don't mind sharing, and leaving wilderness areas undisturbed. If you choose to occasionally leave a snack out for the squirrels, make sure to offer them unsalted and unsweetened nuts, like hazelnuts, walnuts, or almonds. You can also give them some fruits and vegetables, such as chopped apples, carrots, spinach, green beans, and celery. What should you do if you find an injured squirrel? The most important thing to remember whenever you come across a free-living animal is to contact a licensed wildlife rehabilitator who will be able to care for the animal until it is ready to be returned to the wild. Finally, we want to conclude this episode of Rise for Wildlife with a very special story told by a very special young man who did the right thing. My name is Eduardo Hernandez. I'm eight years old. 
So, Eduardo, how did you come about finding the baby squirrels? I heard this squeaky noise, and then I looked out the window, and there was like a palm tree, and the squirrel was climbing up, and he he couldn't climb up. So I told my mama about that. So when my dad went home, I told him about the baby squirrel, and so he put it in a box. Later, I heard this another squeaking voice. Eduardo told us that after he found the first baby squirrel, there were three more to come. He and his father contacted a member of the Rise for Wildlife team with the first squirrel, and then a little later that day, came back with three more. At first, it was hard for Eduardo to give up his newfound friend, but when we explained to him that a licensed rescuer would not only help the squirrel to grow up, but it would be released back into the wild where it belonged, here's what he said. But, but the first one, sad. And the three one, not sad. Eduardo learned a lot that day. It was hard to give up the baby squirrels, but he did the right thing. The squirrels were taken to Wetlands and Wildlife Care Center in Huntington Beach, California, where the licensed rehabilitators are caring for them and will release them when they are grown. You can find out more about wetlands by visiting www.ccoc.org. We asked Eduardo what he thinks his future might hold, and here's what he said. Someday, I could be a baby animal doctor. I'm Anna Vanover, and this is Rise for Wildlife. Rise for Wildlife and the licensed rehabilitators who we support would like to thank you for your gift of any size. Your tax-deductible contribution helps us to help rescuers through information, support, and education. You can make your donation on PayPal by going to paypal.me backslash Incorporated. That's all one word, lowercase, no spaces. paypal.me backslash riseforwildlifeinc. Rise for Wildlife Incorporated is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. organization.